0: Hello and welcome to Wherever You May Be. We're part of the 90 Minute Podcast Network. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we are, of course, going to be talking about all things Chelsea. I'm Rory Jennings and joining me today is Olivia Bozaglo, the one and only and also, of course, Charlie Skillin. How are you both, Charlie? Feeling well? Yeah, very well, mate. Very,
1: very happy after the last two games. Confident. I've been so good. Olivia, how's things?
2: Yeah, really good. Same as Charlie. Very excited. Trying not to get too excited. Trying not to get too carried away. <laughs>
0: Do you know what, Olivia? It's I feel I feel slightly, slightly starstruck that you're on this podcast. Obviously, you're you're my good friend, so I follow you on all sorts of social media. You're everywhere. You're like famous.
2: No, I stop that. You are, aren't I'm you? Not- no, I, Rory, you're more famous than I am. So no,
0: no, yes, you are. You
2: are. Famous.
0: No, I'm not. So... Uh, uh, you? are on like first name terms with professional footballers, though. I'm definitely not.
2: Yeah, some, some. Yeah, that's
0: unreal, unreal. First, name terms,
2: Frank, first name terms with Frank, Rory. Are
0: you? Does he say hi, Olivia? Yeah, I love oh, it. Honestly, it's great.
2: Yeah, and but when you, I think when you speak to managers, like Pep Guardiola said it the other day, and I was just like, oh my god.
0: That's incredible. So, you know, when you do these press conferences with, with Frank, is there a minute before, like, you're recording, before before we would see anything, where he's just sort of settling in and you're just settling in, getting your questions ready? And is there, like, small talk? You just go, hey, Frank, how's Christine?
2: <laughs> Not quite. Um, there is a little bit, like, before you ask a question, he'll just be like... I'll be like, oh, hi, Frank. And he'll be like, hi, Olivia. And I could just ask him how he is or whatever. Um, but there is also a little part of me before, when Frank's settling in and I can sort of see him there, that I'm like, right, calm yourself. It's Frank yeah. Lampard. Like, you can talk to him. He's a normal human being.
1: <laughs> that
0: is mad. Like, obviously, I always think back to the time that we went to a restaurant and bumped into Ramirez. If that was now, like me and you saw Ramirez, we're like, oh, my God, we have to go and talk to him. And we did. If that was now, that would be Ramirez seeing you going, oh, my God, that's Olivia. <laughs>
2: You really need to stop
0: this no it wasn't really? i love it <laughs> to, to bring it back to football now i've got my kind of starstruck sensibilities out of the way charlie we beat newcastle 2-0 it's perfect wasn't it are
1: you implying you're not starstruck when you talk to me no not at all <laughs> not at all generally a hindrance <laughs> <laughs> cheers right um newcastle then uh yeah no i was very impressed i mean it, it was it was the latest in a run of very good games, Chelsea, that has seen us propel up to the top of the league. So um, I can't really complain. I, I, I think at times we were a little bit sloppy. At times we kind of let the game fall from our grasp a little bit. But I think it's a sort of game that we would have let them get back in in any of the last three seasons. And we didn't. We just we just kind of kept them at bay and um, did what we needed to do. So I, I was I was really impressed. So, on, do you know what, Charlie? I'm going to focus on the
0: negative just to explore it straight away. Timo Werner was wasteful at best over the past couple of games. How do you feel about him at the moment?
1: Well, I think that statement is certainly true, particularly um, in the game against Wren. He, he was he had a shocker, really, in front of goal, certainly. Um, it does seem like he needs four chances for one goal. Um, and it does seem like he's still settling into the pace of the Premier League and the style and pace at which Frank Lampard wants his team to play. Um, having said that, I think his goal return, which I think is eight in thirteen, that's not to be sniffed at for a new striker. Uh, that that's a very good return. So I think overall, I'm very pleased with him. With some kind of reservations about the amount of chances he needs, I I do feel at the minute that. If Christian Pulisic is back, then Werner might have a spell on the bench because I think Tammy Abraham is leading the line very well, and obviously Olivier Giroud uh, showed what he can do against Rennes. Whoa,
0: Olivier! I... Does Timo Werner start if you're picking the team?
2: I, for me, yes. I don't think I think. I think Charlie's right to a certain extent, but not that he's going to be dropped. Um, he's played the most minutes out of everyone. He's played nearly every single minute of every single game Chelsea have played this season. Coming into a new league, that's tough. Um, as Charlie said, his his goal return is great. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I'd be more worried if he wasn't getting the chances. Um, but he will get a rest. Frank Lampard looked to rest him against Burnley. Pulisic got injured in the warm-up, so he had to start. I do believe when he's fit and, you know... Not not tired, I think, at the start of this season. It's been different to any other. So I do think he'll be rested, perhaps against Leeds at home, maybe, coming up. But he starts on, on Sunday against Tottenham, and there's no doubt about it. And in any of the big games this season, if Timo Werner's fit, Timo Werner starts, whether it's on the left or down the middle, I don't mind.
0: So what would your front three be for the Tottenham game?
2: Um... It, it's hard, it's really hard. Because I seen loads of you know chat on Twitter about, you know, if politics fit, does Politics start given the way the team are playing? For me, he is one of our best players alongside Ngolo Kante, if not our best, especially last season anyway. And Ah, uh, this is a really <laughs> hard question
0: because I Like let's explore it. On the uh, left it's Ziyech, right?
2: Right, is Ziyech.
0: On, on the right, excuse me. On the right is he so that's in the back. Yes. On the so so that's one of three sorted. Regardless, I think we're all in agreement there. Charlie, do you agree? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Okay. I think so Verner on the left, the Rory. Pardon?
2: Ver- Verner on the left.
0: With who up top? Tammy. So I... Okay. And Charlie, I'm, would you agree? I'm with thinking.
2: That? I'm just thinking long term, Rory. Pulisic's very injury prone. He's been injured for the majority of this season. He's barely played. So I think to chuck him back in for a game against Tottenham, which will be very physical. We know what Tottenham are like in previous games, especially at Stamford Bridge. They're not going to come and, and sit off us. They're going to go in and they're going to be physical. And I think at the moment in time, we're playing well. We are. I Don't get me wrong, for the long run, if Pulisic's 100% fit, he does start on the left every single time. But I think Lampard's got to be very careful and he knows that. He's got to manage Pulisic's game time. Um, and I think he will. That's why I think Pulisic will start on the bench on Sunday.
1: Charlie? Yeah, I fully agree. I, th- I think Werner will be on the left and I think Abraham will be in the middle. Um, it's the it's the setup that, as uh, Olivia mentioned, Frank was kind of slightly forced into against Burnley. But it's been working so well over the last um, few games. And, and despite a couple of mischances, I am pleased with Werner overall. And I think I think that kind of picked itself at Tottenham, really. I can't, I, I can't wait.
0: Okay, here's a slight uh, conundrum <laughs> on everything that you've just agreed on. Olivier Giroud scored a last-minute winner for us in the Champions League. Does mm-hmm. he deserve to at least have a conversation around him getting that starting berth over Tammy Abraham? Olivier, can Giroud start? Should he start?
2: Uh, do you know what? This takes me back to when he started against Spurs back end of last season, when he hadn't played at all, and he came in and he scored the first goal and he was brilliant in the build-up to the second as well. I, I don't think he's going to start against against Spurs but he should come into the conversation but when Tammy has been playing so well it's really difficult and I completely understand that from Frank Lampard's part Chelsea I know it's such a cliche but they have got so many games coming up and now that we've qualified for the Champions League knockout rounds I think we will see Giroud playing even more in the Champions League and the Premier League but I think because the way the team are playing right now and because Tammy's been so good when he's played especially in the Premier League um of course, Giroud comes into the conversation because he, he is that good. And we saw that um, against Wren. But I think for Sunday, he'll he'll go with Tammy.
0: I'm inclined to agree with you. Uh, the result against Wren, it was impressive, wasn't it? It's a big result. Any win away from home in Europe is huge, as far as I'm concerned. You know when people slightly sneer at certain opposition? Like, I don't care if it's Krasnodar or Real Madrid. If you win away from home in Europe's Premier competition, you deserve a lot of respect and compliments. And Chelsea were very good. I thought, um, I know that Wren on. I know that ren almost, it's fair to say, shouldn't be in the competition. But the fact that they are in it, we can only play who's against us. And we dug deep. How significant do you think that result is, Charlie?
1: Well, I mean, the, the biggest thing is we're through to the next stage. And I think we've been... We've been very, very good overall in this group stage, and especially this season when the games are so packed in tight, all we had to do was get through, um, you know, qualifying the quickest time possible and then look to finish top of the group. We've done the first half of that um, and I've, I've been very impressed with us throughout that competition really. Um, the Ren game in particular, I thought for, for most of it, I thought we were excellent we kinda of let it slip. And again, it was one of these games, it was it was similar to the Newcastle game in the fact that when we did let it slip a bit, and Ren did have a couple of chances, I think in any of the last three seasons, Chelsea don't win that game. You know, we we might concede another goal. We we, we certainly don't kick on and, and get the last minute winner, but the, the fight that this team is showing and also the composure. Is standing us in such good stead for the rest of the season, and um, I mean, look, I really want to see us finish top of that group, um, because I think that that did murders for us last year playing um Bayern in the first knockout, knockout stage. But uh, yeah. job done as far as um, as far as Chelsea concerning concerned in the That's Champions League this season bit, so far.
0: That was the only bit of bad news I thought from that evening, the fact yeah. that Seville ended up nicking a winner. Still confident we'll finish top of the group, Olivia?
2: Yeah, I think, um. I think, like Charlie says, massively important. We do. We saw that last season. Um, with Sevilla, I thought the home game we had, um, it was... I think people were underestimating Sevilla and how good of a team they are. And I... Um, this away game is going to be tough. Um, and it goes down to head-to-head. Um, so it is difficult how it works out. But we've got to go to Sevilla. We play them next. Um, and I do believe we'll see a changed team Um but one that's still very capable of topping the group. And now, I was actually talking about this with one of my friends earlier. I don't think the gap between first and second in the Champions League group stages this season are as big as they were, say, for the last couple of seasons. Um, Like, apart from when you look at Bayern, Bayern Munich are probably the the only team. But so... I don't think it would be as bad as it was if we didn't top the group this year, but I still think Frank Lampard will want to go into the knockout rounds um, in the best possible shape and facing, no team is easy, but facing, you know, one of the easier teams in the competition because we want to get far in this competition and we we don't want to, you know, shoot ourselves in the foot by not topping the group and then getting a Bayern Munich again. We just want to avoid that at all costs. But yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm sure we'll top the group.
0: Yeah, I think, I think we can. It will be a massive match over in Seville. Um, it's sort of a winner-takes-all. So, fingers crossed, we can do it. Do you know what? Also, it feels like a winner-takes-all this Sunday. Of course it isn't. Of course it's going to be a long season. <laughs> but I'm already dreading it. How are you Hi. feeling generally? Yeah, dreading it. <laughs> do you know, there's a couple of times, generally, I love... I love everything about football, you know, I love discussing it, I love talking about it with you, I love playing it, I love (laughs) doing the show I do, the kickoff where we uh, do it, where we watch the game and we're going to be doing the Tottenham game this week. When we play Tottenham, that all kind of changes. I just get filled up with nerves and anxiety and desperation you know all of the fun stuff around football (laughs) Mm. goes out the window for me how are you feeling ahead of this game charlie lampard versus
1: mourinho what do you reckon (laughs) i mean i do feel the same i just want to fast forward to sunday at 4 30 because it's already starting to like plague my every thought at the minute um but I'm, i'm confident look you know they're obviously playing very well they're one of the form teams in the league but so are we um we saw last season that Lampard has drilled into this Chelsea side just how important playing and beating Tottenham is. Um, we had two wonderful days out last year uh, doing the double over them. Um, so I, I think Lampard's got the, got the measure of Mourinho in charge of that Tottenham team a little bit. Um, the players will be left under no illusion as to what it means. And I think all of the, the good feeling and the momentum that's built up over the last few weeks we need to kind of bottle that and channel it into this game. And if we win this game, then I think, you know, all better off in, in terms of what we can achieve for the rest of the season. I mean, it, it really, it's always like the game that I kind of look at in the picture list, but mm-hmm. you know, it's it's first versus second, isn't it? Or, or you know, or something, something like that Basically. anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, in ter- yeah, essentially in terms of where the points work out. Um, and it is so important this time round. Um, but, yeah, I I, I I sort of share your sense of, like... Do you know what, though, there, Charlie? Bags of Charlie's nerves, talking about, yeah.
0: You're talking about the momentum that Chelsea have built up. Annoyingly, yeah. Tottenham seem to be pretty much on the crest of a wave themselves. And I'd say in Harry Kane, they have the world's best footballer at the moment. How did Chelsea beat this team, Olivia?
2: Listen, I... I've been talking about this, like you said. It's, it's it, my every thought whenever I go into work. It's all anyone's talking about. Um, Frank Lampard's a very clever man. He, he, we know that, and we know that exactly from the two games we played against Tottenham last season. If if people think that Frank Lampard is going to have Spurs come to Stamford Bridge and set up like City set up against them, they've got another thing coming because Frank Lampard is too clever to play into Spurs' hands like that. We. I, I'm intrigued to see if they go three at the back. I'm intrigued to see if we match them with three at the back. But we have to take what, how we beat Spurs in those two games last season into this game. And what I like, I'm not a manager for obvious reasons. But not yet. Spurs, Spurs, like, Spurs <laughs> like to play on the counter. So I. Invite Spurs onto us just a little bit because we've got the players to hit them on the counter. Whereas if we camp in their half and try and do what City did against them, given our players seem to have, you know, we've, we've had games this season where teams have gone into a low block and we've actually managed to deal with it pretty well, unlike seasons before. Um, but I don't think Lampard, I don't think Lampard will, will set up that way Um it's interesting how he'll set up, whether he'll try and match them um, or just go with what's work, what's been working for, for us. But individuals, I like you said about Harry Kane, he is in brilliant form, one of the world's best strikers for sure. But I look at that Chelsea team and I think the midfield is going to be so important. And to me, Chelsea's midfield is better than Tottenham's. Chelsea's midfield... Mason Mount and N'Golo Kante will work just as hard as those Tottenham midfielders, and I think that is key. That is Do you the position of the game. The
0: physicality. Is... Do you worry about look? As good as Mason Mount is, and I adore the bloke. Mm. I genuinely love him. What not you, at what all. Worry. Is, I know what
2: you're going to say. He's, he's lightweight,
0: not isn't he? I mean, he's lightweight no, in the way that N'Golo Kante is lightweight. He's five foot eight rather than six foot four.
2: But would you ever be worried about N'Golo Kante's physicality coming up against anyone in world football? No, you wouldn't. Do
0: you, do you know where my mind goes back to, Olivia? Do you remember but that Mason... horrendous day over at Wembley when we lost 3-1? Charlie, do you remember I met you afterwards? What was the score? Yeah. Was, I met you in uh... Marlebone. What was the score? You yeah. lost 3-1, 3-0? Yeah, I think it, I
1: think it was 3-1. It was, but it was, I was under left... Sari. It was under Sari, <laughs> yeah, wasn't well, I know it. Yeah, it was his first loss. Was that but... at
0: Stamford Bridge? No,
1: it was away. No, it was... Uh... At it, Wembley. It was a... It was a Wembley, and you're right. We went to we went to Marlebone in the pub afterwards to like drown our sorrows. But do you um, know what happened that day, Olivia? We were just bullied, and and, it, yeah. and it's not
0: because our players. It's not because our players don't have the fight. But ultimately, I think at the time it would have been uh, was it Musa Dembélé? Like you know, somebody of yeah. that stature dominating I, the midfield and Kante... It, there's only but, so much you can do when you're five for eight against see, six I'd, three, isn't there?
2: I don't agree with that, Rory, because. You're talking about a season under Sari when there was ups and downs and for whatever reasons, um, we lost that game to Spurs. I'm looking at a team that played Spurs and played this Spurs team last season and beat them twice with N'Golo Kante and with Mason Mount, who, by the way, was absolutely sensational in both of those Spurs games last season. Away, yeah. he was the best player on the park by a country mile. Never stopped running. Like Charlie said, he knows what it means to play in a, in a London derby, especially against Spurs. And... Hojbjerg is the only player in that team that probably wouldn't have featured at all in those games. We, we would have played all of the players that we're playing, bar, bar Hojbjerg and Regulon. We played all these Spurs players and we know how to beat these Spurs players. So I don't look at our midfield. I do think you're right in thinking he'll probably play Kovacic as, um, instead of Havertz in that midfield. And I think that's the right option because you don't want to be overrun. And I think Kovacic brings something that Havertz doesn't. We've got enough power and attack, I think. Um, but I... When I've got N'Golo Kante on my team, there's no one in midfield that worries me. Absolutely no one. And that includes all of those Spurs midfielders.
1: Do you agree, Charlie? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think that gave me heart back to there. I think that was uh, <laughs> it was the first of many examples uh, which show why you can't play Jorginho. Um, I, I mean, I would argue you can't play him at all, but you certainly can't play him holding midfield against a team that, that looked to dominate like that. Um, and that's why they overrun us. I completely agree with Olivia. I think if if Kovacic, Mount, and Kante start, I don't want to see Frank play three at the back. I, I, I want mm. him to go with what's working for us. I know three at the back worked for us last season against Tottenham, but I think with Thiago Silva and Mendy, I think it's a, uh, I think it's a different kettle of fish this time around. Um, I want to see those three in midfield, and I, with, I mean, with 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 those three, yeah, I, I don't have um, I don't have any qualms really. I'm not going to try and pronounce. Uh, Hoiberg quite as elegantly as Olivia did, but no, I, I, I don't think he's going to be up to the task either. Oh, I think that's funny, man. I noticed that as well. Olivia, you went you, good, you very
0: continental.
2: That was it's So you basic. Really... We have we have this thing at work where we have to pronounce the players' names as they pronounce them, and they're very like strong on it. So De Bruyne, we have to pronounce like De Bruyne when everyone says De Bruyne, and Hoiberg is one of these who everyone just says Hoiberg, but i'm so used to having to say his name how he says it that i just you know just it's natural now. which is
1: what just...
0: <laughs> give us a bit of a tutorial go for it
2: <laughs> what for Hoybier?
0: Hoybier? <laughs> so so are you not yeah. even pronouncing it's the g on the end hoi bier no, bier yeah Hoybier. Wow. nice are
1: there, are, are there any good chelsea ones we best. need to brush...
2: <laughs> no but did you hear the what other day someone...
0: what about kante what about kante how right, do you pronounce so... kante Conte. So it is Conte as in Antonio. It is Conte. Conte. At, yeah. Don't. So
2: basically he did an interview and one of one of my friends was actually the reporter and says for everyone asking uh, how do you say it how do you say your surname and he was like oh Conte Conte I don't mind and then he said no but how do you say it and he says Conte.
1: So no that's way. why all the
2: commentators and but the other day how weird I don't know if you heard in the Chelsea Newcastle the Newcastle Chelsea game they were calling Mendy Mondy you know like what
0: <laughs> Yeah, Mondi, and I That did is definitely
2: that. Edouard Mendy.
0: <laughs> is it? Yeah. Mate, I don't know what's going on. I find, because the thing is, so Hoiberg Hoy, is, which I say Hoiberg, which I won't do anymore, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. I'm just a Neanderthal. It's Hoy, dear.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you know what? He's nice. been annoyingly good, that geezer. Do
2: you know, he has, actually. I've been really surprised um, mm. with how Such good a he Such a Mourinho player, is it? Such mm. a Mourinho player. And he does work hard. Um but I just I do look at our midfield against their midfield and I there's not one player there I would have in the Chelsea's midfield.
0: That is an amazing thought and a perfect spot to wrap this up, aside from one thing. I'm gonna push you both for a score prediction. We'll start with Olivia.
2: Um I am going. I'd love it to be as comfortable as two nil, but I think I'm gonna go two one Chelsea. Mr
0: Skiller in Manila?
1: 3-1
2: Chelsea,
0: come on. Oh, love that. Love it. Oh, God, I'll go 2-1 Chelsea as well. Terrifying, terrifying game. I really <laughs> hope that it can go our way. Olivia, it's been an honour to have you on. Um, please come back more often because it's educational. As much as it's good analysis, <laughs> it's actually educational. You've, I guarantee, not only have you taught Charlie and I, oh, gosh, I thought I was about to sneeze. The sneeze just stuck. <laughs> Just snuck up on me. I didn't see. Oh god! Have you, that was like a, it's like a ninja. I didn't know where
1: it was coming from. Gosh, oh god! I lost my train of thought as well. Oh god! I'm having a heart attack. Um, Olivia's oh teaching about foreign now. pronunciations, and you're just sneezing down the mic. It's great. But then it didn't happen. But the thing is, you know, usually when you're going
0: to sneeze, you know it's about to happen. I didn't know. It just happened. It just um, anyway, Olivia, that was amazing. Like you, This is educational, because not only have you taught Charlie and I something, which is always very valuable, there's, there's no way that any listener knew how to pronounce people's names like that. So thank you for your insight. Mr Skillen, as always, it's a joy and a privilege to hear your insight on Chelsea. So thank you for joining us. We will all be back to speak to you next week. So please do us a favour, subscribe and leave us a little review. We really would appreciate it. And we'll see you all on the next episode of Wherever You May Be.